0: What's up, y'all? This is your Lemonade.
1: I'm not going to waste any
0: more of your time. Here's part two. Enjoy. All right. We feel entitled to that bump picture. Mm. And we feel like, screw them. They didn't earn this. We strip people of their humanity and their agency over their lives. And it is terrifying. Imagine if the only thing that you want is a baby and there's literally a pack of rabid paparazzi, same pack that killed Princess Diana, Mm. and they're hunting you and your unborn child. They're hunting half of your family and we don't care because that's what the Kardashians deserve. But I mean, where is our humanity as decent human beings that care, that have compassion, but sometimes it's absent and you want to try to give and give and give and give. And sometimes you have to draw a boundary. You know, I talk about in the last chapter of the book, my girlfriend, Kristen, we call Sue. I didn't realize it, but it turned into the last weekend I would see her. Get to spend with her alive. And in the middle of our lunch conversation, we're catching up, and she's has lost her hair from chemo. And this woman comes up. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sure, and I was like, oh, you know I'm sorry, it's not a good time. Well, it's just going to take a second. I just, I just, and out of a fear of not being a good celebrity and a good girl, who's everything to everyone, I took time away from Kristen, who was clearly not looking her best, clearly had gone through chemotherapy, and I gave my time to someone else a perfect stranger, out of a fear of judgment. That moment will haunt me. Because it was a couple minutes that I was robbed of being with the person that I loved. But we never think about, you know, when we roll up on people, is this a good time? We don't care. We want what we want when we want it. You... This is what you signed up for. And if you don't give me what I want, you're the asshole. And it's not to be, woe is, you know, woe is us celebrities, we do have, you know, pretty nice lives, but it's just, let's, before we judge, before we judge Future for daring to wanna spend the day at a a go-kart place with his kids, maybe say, I bet Future's been on the road for a while. Maybe this isn't the best time. Maybe his kids deserve his undivided attention and it doesn't make him a bad person to want to give his undivided attention to his kids. Maybe every moment is not for public consumption. Perhaps. Now you do a lot of educating as far as like, you know, as a fan. You do a lot of educating about what celebrity looks like from the other side. You also, I guess this is also through the therapy, you do a lot of exposing of some real truths about the thing. (laughs) And I was like, Thanksgiving's coming up. Oh, it's gonna be awkward. (laughs) What? Awkward as F. (laughs) I don't know if you've, how, how many people have read the book? Okay, so. So for those few people who've who've read the book, um, the chapter about my dad. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be ugly. (laughs) It's going to be so ugly this holiday season. But it was necessary. Have you said those things to him before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't tell him exactly, uh, I hadn't let him read the book, um, ahead of time. Maybe a couple days. And... You know, a lot of people are like, well, what does Dwayne think about, you know, the things in the book? Because, A, I'm 45, so there have been sexual experiences in my life that didn't include him. <laughs> he he kind of knew that ahead of time, going into that. So, um, but his his biggest concern was about my dad and how he would take that chapter. Um, I wrote extensively about my father's infidelity. My parents were married almost 30 years, and my dad was dating my stepmother about 20 of those 30 years. Wow. So you see why they got a whole chapter. And why Thanksgiving could possibly be a little awkward. Um, But for a lot of people, it made my life make a lot more sense Mm -hmm. once they read about how I was raised you know I grew up thinking there are winners and there are losers in marriage and my mom was decidedly the loser and my dad was the winner he made more money and therefore he was entitled to having all the spoils that go to the winner and if that's Extra relationships or whatever, not having to explain yourself, being a hard ass, that's what happens when you're the winner in a relationship. And my mom, if that meant my dad didn't share his finances with her, uh, so be it. If my mom couldn't eat, you know, couldn't eat lunch for weeks at a time because we would always hit my mom up for money and she would give us her last so be it. She's the loser. She knew what she signed up for. You're so stupid. You're so weak. I would actually say these things and not expect to be it. I didn't even duck. <laughs> and cut to my first marriage. Saying yes to the first fool that asked me because I wanted to be so badly publicly chosen. come on, Say, it, girl. We get so <laughs> caught up in wanting somebody to change their Facebook status <laughs> to in a relationship. We want, we want, we want that that couple goals so badly. Huh. We might sneak it while the fool's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that desire to be chosen can lead us to some dark, jacked up relationships. Yes. Where that milk is spoiled and curdled, but we're like, no, no, I can still eat this. No, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so in my first marriage, I, the, he started off uh, playing in the NFL. And before we even got married, got released and never played again nor had a job again. Never contributed to the household again. Oh. Are we judging people who don't contribute financially to a household? Are we going there? Oh. Interesting when ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. When it's the woman who makes more money. So because I was raised, there's winners and there's losers in the relationship. I treated my husband like a loser. I didn't let my marriage get in the way of my dating. Ooh, wow. Let that sink in. <laughs> All right. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's how openly disrespectful and unapologetic I was. Mm. I dare you to say something. Where are you going to go? Mm. You can't get a taco if I don't give you the money. Wow. So needless to say, we ended up in couples counseling. (laughs) We went through three counselors and each one was like, I really don't understand how you got out of the dating phase. (laughs) I have no idea what the hell you guys talk about at home because y'all got nothing in common. And so by the last one she said when you look at your relationship in terms of winning and losing if your goal is to win you're making a loser out of your husband Mm -mm. and i said yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so you agree okay (laughs) great you're on my side (laughs) um mean I wouldn't even tell our therapist the truth I don't know how many people in here have ever gone to couples counseling but the point is to like be honest but my goal was to win so I needed them on my side and that required just omitting you know most of my dirty deeds so we'd be in there and like we'd be in the car on the way we're just going to tell her the truth and you know and we're just going to really get the help that we need And then we'd get in there, and he'd start talking, and I'd be like, (laughs) and then I would just start lying. I mean, just telling tall tales, and he's like, oh, this this never happened, and I'd be like, are you gonna believe? (laughs) That uh, check for your payment was written out of my account. Wow. So you're required to be on my side. but the idea that he, he had the audacity to not make any money empowered me in my mind to cheat unabashedly. And when he was cheating, I was like, how dare you? I was, I was more offended that he used, he used my credit card for the courtship of these relationships I mean, there was a point where I was like, I don't care who such your penis. Just come home and be nice to me. That's all you got to do. Be nice. I pay for everything.
1: <laughs> what else is
0: there? Wow. <laughs> now, respect and loyalty. Now, that, that's not on the menu. But um, I'm requiring your fidelity. And I need you to turn a blind eye and not say anything. Don't have your lip poked out when I come in off a date from my, uh, my own date. Sound familiar? Yep. But it's usually the other side. Mm-hmm. My ex husband had the audacity to gain weight. And that to a lot of people made him disposable. For that, he earned my cheating. That sound familiar? She, you know, she didn't lose the baby weight fast enough. She had it coming. She had to have known. Ooh. Ain't no fun when a rabbit caught the gun, though. And I say all this because my journey to my most authentic self is to be brutally honest and transparent and accountable. And I wasn't until recently. When I was pointing the finger at my dad, and you did this, and you did this. How could you do this to our family? And then the, and in my first marriage, I did the exact same thing without any regard for his feelings or how it affected his family or his self-esteem. But that's what this is about, this journey, this book. Being honest, even when it's ugly. That's how you evolve. And I would apologize to him, but he owes me a lot of money. <laughs> so he has been in hiding for a while. Uh, if you see my first husband, let him know that there is an apology that I owe him. And I may give him like a two-week grace period to start paying me back (laughs) but yeah no they're uh my my, that but that chapter about my father really triggered a lot of self uh, you know a deep dive into the mirror and I had to be fairly accountable about the mistakes I made in that relationship and a ton of relationships after the, the mistakes I made in you know the the relationship that led up to the marriage I'm in now